and welcome to our inaugural episode of Digital Suffering. I am the co-host, Stephen Something, and we have our actual host, Phantom Lim. Uh, those aren't our real names, but not really care about <laughs> that. Well, they could be our real names, but that would be weird. Anyway, uh, for this episode, uh, we are going to cover the very wonderful, very uh, high production valued Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. Um, I'm looking very forward to this uh, movie. Uh, we got it playing right now. You're not obviously going to see it. We're going to be showing some other stuff. We might show bits, especially when human teeth come up, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, Phantom Lim, or Mr. Lim, as I'm recording now, um, give, us, give us your honest opinion of this. Based on the trailer, was this something that you would like to watch ever? <laughs> uh, no, not ever. <laughs> I don't know. This, you know, it's like, so even if it was on television and you were like sitting down and you're like, oh, there's nothing else on, you wouldn't watch it just to see. Read a book. As, as, <laughs> Play a game. Just, you're just not Save even, electricity. You're not even curious about it. Uh, I feel sorry for James Marsden. James Marsden's in this? The fact that he has resorted to uh, acting in this to keep his career alive, yes. Ah, okay. Jim Carrey, well... Well, the thing is, I mean, it's, it's like, what is Jim? what was the last thing Jim Carrey's done that any of us remember? Um, Thingy 2, what was that boring-ass comic book? Kick-Ass 2. What? I'm sure he's done stuff since then. Yeah, I'm sure he has, but yeah, Jim I Carrey's can't... not on my radar. Yeah, uh, it wasn't on anyone's radar. And, well, he also, like, I, I wonder if he's going to do the same with this, where he was in the movie, but then refused to um, do the, yeah, really? the publicity junket thing. He did no interviews, no... He refused, absolutely refused, even though it was in his contract. Wow. Wow. And that's why he's not in Kick-Ass 3, I guess. Anyway, um, um, yeah, he looks like a like a little wolf boy, you know, that 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 horrible derogatory term that people use for people that have a hair growing over their entire body. That's oh, yeah, what yeah, Sonic yeah. looks like. Yeah, it's like not lupine. It's what is it called? It's called um, something something. Uh, yeah, it's weird. He's an odd size as well. It, it's it's a very weird thing that they, that as whoever designed the character said, this is what we want. We want it to be as human as possible. Um, and three foot tall. Why three foot tall? It, it, it's like, well, it's going to be an alien, but we want him to be closer to human so people will relate to him, not realising that just he is... A, a prisoner of the uncanny valley at this point. Um, oddly enough, you see that on the rooftop scene, he looks is he looked a bit more furrier compared to some of the other. Well, he's got inconsistent um, size as it, well. It, it's it's like you know they changed they changed the model on rendering, um, you know, part way through it. Who knows? Uh, For convenience' sake, this hedgehog, blue furry boy may change size during the production of this film. Mm. 
Hypertrichosis is the werewolf syndrome where the, uh, you get the hair over. Um, so yeah, actually, yes, you're right about the inconsistent size because although he's like, what, well over a metre tall, he like fits into a small, he like tucks into that duffel bag. Yeah, which like is very, very easy big. Considering how much stuff he's composed of. Yeah. Um, and on the rooftop scene, he seems less than waist height. And unless... <laughs> The maybe other characters are huge. Or maybe he's got like Bun- Benjamin Button syndrome where he's uh, he's shrinking. <laughs> he's becoming younger. So throughout the course of the movie, he's turning into a real chunk. And then by, at the, during the end credits, he's like small and like just waddles around and can't go very fast at all. Uh, and also bears no likeness to a real hedgehog. No, he'd bear an actual resemblance because he'd be like just hedgehog but blue. And then Dr. Doctor Robotnik can like capture him and that leave open for a sequel. Where the humans have to rescue Sonic the Hedgehog. Sequel! It's good that this, this is great. Jim Carrey bought his Ace Ventura to this production as well. It it's well the thing is It's it, just Ace Ventura in this. It, it is kind of Ace Ventura it, but this is like annoying Ace Ventura. This is like because I mean Ace Ventura, okay, he was he, he's kind of it was annoying, but he was funny at least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whereas here, he's just being like an arse. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, a complete arse. Just because he, you know, he, you know, he's because of his superiority complex. Which is like, okay, that's fine, but, you know, just human arse. Um, you know, it would be nice if they had like a bit more. You know, people would sympathise him at least a little bit. Um, if he was like a humorous arse, but now he's just an unfunny arse. Uh, we will see. You're going West Country with your arse. Arse. It's it's uh, it's a regional dialect. Um, yeah. Also, so, there's a weird bit at the end of this trailer. Yeah. Which I didn't mention before, but there's a weird bit where Robotnik at the end, also they're calling him Robotnik in this film, not Eggman, which is good. Um, but he uh, he is bald and his moustache has grown a great deal more. Is that supposed to be like well, some the future thing is, If you look, also look at him, he's actually slightly larger as well, because obviously obviously got, the character meant to be fat. Yeah, um, he actually by the looks of it, he will by the end of the film he is going to change, so he more closely resembles. The, uh, the classic Eggman. Um, you know, so there's that. But then it's like, well, why is he, you know, gaining size or something? Mm. It may be you say, well, okay, he extracted, you know, power from the uh, one of the quills, replicated it and says, okay, now he's got like some kind of superpower and that's, that's caused him to change physically. Um, I'm sure there's a reason for it. But the, the fact that they didn't like sort of fat suit him a little bit, you know, from the from scratch and say, you know, here he is and just have him like thing. And then, you know, accent happens and he loses his hair and becomes more wild and, you know, the classic thing. That's fine. But um, we'll see. We'll see. It's, uh, Should we talk about the ring and the teleportation? The, the ring and teleportation, it's like, well, if you can teleport places, wouldn't you just use that, like, all the time? I'm slow if because I can teleport. I'm fast and I can teleport. Yeah, mm. it's like... Also, where does that ring come from? Well, the thing is, you see, I, by looks of it, he he ran down the building and threw it sure. up underneath them. He's got one a ring matted to his fur at all times, just in case. He, he has he's like a, a marsupial. He has a pouch Gross. where he keeps his <laughs> where he keeps his young and his uh, golden rings. Gross. He, he's an alien. It's alien technology. Yeah, he does say your planet. Yeah, no, it it maybe the thing is, he could also he could say, oh, he's a. A trans-dimensional thing. He came from the game universe, and now he's been made real. That'll be weak. 
<laughs> There's a weak film that they made that whole thing about um, Pixel. Uh, this, it, pixels are... The sh- where, where it was aliens used game characters in order to try and destroy the human race. The, the Pixel shorts... If you, have you, you've seen the short, right? The short uh, that it's based on? Maybe, yeah. It was totally animated, right? Yeah, it's, it's, about, it's about five, eight minutes long. I probably have, yeah. Yeah, it, it essentially, it's almost, it's almost like a tech demo where someone did this, like, these did creations coming into the real world and sort of interacting with it. And you watch it, it was quite amusing. And then, what's his name? Adam Sandler just, no. You know, it was... I, I, I haven't watched it. I, I've, I've watched a few bits and I've watched... You can you know, find people's... it on streaming services now, not uh, to watch. <laughs> uh, watch. Watch it with Amazon Prime. This video is brought to you by Amazon Prime. It's um, also available on other streaming networks like Netflix. But none of them are sponsoring us. <laughs> Netflix, sponsor us and we'll, we'll totally show, give you a shout out. Um, it, it's, the, the problem is it, it became a vehicle just for their egos almost. Um, and there was, there's just, they, they stretched an eight minute shorts into a feature length movie, which is like totally not necessary. But then again, you could say the same about Battleship or some of these other. <laughs> what? I love Rihanna in that one. Um, <laughs> I, I watched a bit at the beginning, but it was like, it, it felt like a Transformers movie um, because the aliens were like, you know, the Transformers messy metal. It was like, why is this just not part of the Transformers franchise instead? It would have probably been more, it would have probably got more people to watch it. We've got six months to wait before we can not watch this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. September. November. November. Holy moly! In that case, they got they got plenty of time to correct the. Uh, yeah, that's it. There the, was called with the, all the. Uh, I mean, have you seen? Have you seen the some of the people that the art that they've changed the. Um, no, I have zero interest. It they made it, <laughs> but it it well the, the some of the things they've obviously made it more more like the and you look at it and it's just the problem is you you know the uncanny valley. You the uncanny valley you. Yeah, I've heard of it. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll summarise for the benefit of the people listening. Um, Nankani Valley is where, as you get a digital or you know physical creation, like a doll or something, and you make it more human, um, the, there is a, you can plot a graph of how um, appealing it is to people. So as it gets closer to human, its appeal drops, and you start to feel revulsion. Until you get you get where it becomes very close to human and it comes out. You see in a lot of like early um, CGI characters. If you watch, I don't know, the, you know, Final Fantasy VII movie, Advent Children. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, you know, with, with the people, they, they're like they're very plasticky and they don't look they don't look real. Um, it, it's mm-hmm. you see a lot of it, with a lot of bad CGI. It's just you know like things you you know they they're trying to look human, but they don't look they don't look human enough. And as a result, you go, you know, you, you, it's, it's, you feel revulsion towards it. And that's what the kind of value is. So, um, but isn't that kind of down to the, the person? It, it's, well, there's it's cultural things and stuff, but it, it's, it's generally, it's, it's a well-measured effect. And you see what's called with, going back to the Final Fantasy thing, with the later Final Fantasies, where they, although they, they've, they've improved the CGI, they've also changed the proportion. So they've got... You know, the like the eyes are not so much human. They're, they're a bit more anime in time, terms of um, appearance. Sure. And if you skew it a sort of like slightly cartoony way, it actually lessens the effect. So although, it, and it, it kind of like, it's more appealing, even though it's not necessarily 100% human. So that way you kind of sort of dodge it. 
Um, but having said that, I mean, I don't know if you've seen you've seen the, the Nvidia tech demos where they've they've done the the, the digital faces just completely. No, dude, what do you not like live on the internet at all? Um, uh, try not to. I try to live in the real world. Perhaps we, um, so Nvidia have come up with some some tech demos to demonstrate you know the wonderful new uh, shiny cards. This video is brought to you by Nvidia. Uh, <laughs> Nvidia. Uh, graphics cards. It's really not, but we'd like it to be. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nvidia, send us some free cards. Uh, I don't need them, but my, my Phantom here would love to have them. He can sell them on eBay. Not that we're going to do that. We'll, we'll review them, honest. Anyway, um, so they did tech demos where they demonstrated the, the power of uh, the rendering. And, you know, they sort of had said, right, they had two pictures. One's a digitally rendered face, and one is like a human. And you have to say which one is the digital face and which is the rendered one. Well, so which is the real and which is the rendered, which is rendered. And you look at them and you're like, unless you like, go scroll, scroll back up, scroll back up. If you look at that, it's like, which one's the fake? Of these two? Yeah, of those two. And it, it, it's like, this is the level of rendering we can do these days. And it's, it's very amazing. But it's not the real time rendering. Yes, obviously the, the the sheer number, but then you can just do if you do like like Pixar, you just render farm it. You could technically have, you know, a full on thing. But yes, but the, the problem is in motion. Then you start to get things where the face doesn't necessarily animate because they don't have all the muscles. You know, the skin doesn't behave like normal skin. You know, there's there's things that you could still pick up on. But the fact is that you go back three years, you go back five years. And it was not, the fidelity was not that good unless you had a team of like, you know, 100,000 people at HP just, you know, rendering for like a month or two. You know, it's like uh, what you said about Advent Children. Yeah. Um, and then if you look at something like Resident Evil 1 that came out on the PlayStation, I think it came out on the original PlayStation, mm. right? And nobody cared. I mean, the graphics were even a little bit blocky at the time. Nobody cared, right? And every iteration since, it's not really been, I don't think it's ever really been somebody's point of view to say, oh, they're not realistic enough. But it, yes, for a game, it, it's, there are upper limits and people don't go, oh, it's not, you know, it, it's, I'm not going to play it because it's not realistic. But you can see, you can trace the generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, uh, you know, in terms of, in, ter if, if, in terms of improvements. Yeah, absolutely. Um Things like, uh, there are a few things in games like Anthem where the person's eyes follow and they sort of have micro-expressions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's really good. I like that. But then I wouldn't say the characters' faces are hyper-realistic like this no. tech demo stuff. But yeah, there's a, there are, again, it's it's that real-time issue where there is a limit to how much, you know, how much uh, how many polygons a, a, a GPU can move at the time so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and it, i mean from my personal point of view i'd rather have a game that was playable than a game that just looked great yeah okay yeah. <laughs> anthem's fine this game An this, anthem, uh... anthem has the same problems as any game of its type a loop based game where you're doing the same thing over and over again has the same problems as all of them mm. as the path of exiles diablo 3's insert name here yeah because of the player base is expecting a thing the publisher is trying to get the game out the developer is trying to make the game the people want 
but the people want are so diverse in what they do want, and then they're so they change their minds week upon week you upon can, week. But the thing is, you can say, oh, they, they change it, and you, you can say, well, they, you know, the, the, the developers. But the, the thing is, you can get developers say, this is our vision. This is what the game is, and the the, the people would accept it. The problem was that with Anthem, they had issues where they did not have clear leadership for such a long time that it became I don't yeah a mishmash. I mean, who I don't like. It's like friends of mine that go on. I've had conversations with people I've worked with, and they're talking about, oh, do you know this DOP? And I'm like, no, I don't give a shit who the DOP is. Demonetization. Uh, I don't care most of the time who the director is. I just care about the end product of the film. And it's the same with the game. I don't give a shit what the f- developer went through, Bioware or yeah. EA or anyone. I don't give a... like. I could give less of a f- about it. The point is, I want the game to be the thing they said it was and the game to be enjoyable for me. And the politics behind it, I may not agree with, but I also don't want to know about. Yeah, but the problem is that the politics also shape it and can shape its future as well. Uh, maybe this is the issue. Part of the issue is that with game developers who say, "Oh, check it out! This is our game. It's coming in like two or three years' time." It's like <laughs> coming to a cinema near you. It's like why announce it so far in advance? I mean, you could show like say, you know, we got a game for stuff, but like just finish the game or like. Wait still six months before you're ready to release and say, here's the hype. Because hyping it up like three years down the line, three years before it releases, makes no sense. You don't get additional revenue. It's not going to cause more hype. You start hyping six months before you release. That's when you do it. That's when you get geared up because then people will say, oh, this looks great. It's almost, you know, it's ready. I, can, I can't wait. I will pre-order. Sure. Um, but, that, you know... And it's like uh, games companies now are, this is the one that gets under my skin and I hate it. And being a gamer, just I, I, it, I'm revolted by it. It's the whole thing of giving the game to streamers or people who are not going to... Influencers. Yeah, that's what they call them now. <laughs> Roll the eyes. <laughs> people, people who are do not care about the development of the game. All they want to do is expand on their own platform. They're mm. not. They hardly ever feedback from what I've seen, and all they do is take the opportunity to, to self promote, to self promote, and to rag on the game, and say it's. Check it's, it out. I'm making this. I'm saying this game is crap. Check it out. Exactly, because cool. negative. Uh, feedback is always more popular than positive feedback. Mm. That's why YouTube has so much negativity on it. <laughs> that's like that's there, yeah. If you type in a game, uh, just any random game, and then say sucks. is bad yeah, or yeah. sucks or whatever phrase, you will get ten times more than if you typed in is good or great or whatever. You'd get ten times more videos, and it could be on the same game and the same points of view. They just want to be negative and that gets views. And there are big influencers, shall we call them? <laughs> Air quotes. Yeah. I'd call them something else. That do this constantly. That would demonetize us. Literally do it constantly. And 
it's I hate that the game companies have resorted to giving the game to people who don't care instead of this happened with games like Dark Souls 3 for instance has a cult following and a massive player base that was waiting for this game and all they did was go oh well we're going to give free copies to this bunch of losers so um and then you're going to get to play it whenever well so it's like f the fans um don't release the game just give a pre-release copy to somebody who actually watched uh, a stream where the guy was like oh never played a dark souls game before but i've got this let's see how we go hated every moment of it but it's okay because he got some views and they got zero feedback except he hated it because he can understand what was going on. Maybe the the thing is that they say, well, any attention is good attention. Yeah, that's that's true to a certain point. But when you're alienating your fans to get that attention, maybe that's not a great point. Incidentally, if uh, anyone wants to send us review copies of... Uh... Dark Souls Four. We are <laughs> we are willing to. Uh, That's, tell, we're going to be waiting a long time for that because the series has ended. We we're willing to tell. Shh. <laughs> we're willing to tell people that we hate it. Uh, which only if we do hate it though. Yeah, only if we do. We, not we, just for hits. We're very honest. We we if we hate it, we hate it. If we don't hate it, we don't hate it. It's that's it's, the way I work. It's surreal beyond belief. It really is. It's. Maybe that's the, that's the way it is. I mean, it's it's like people don't know how to PR properly. But if they say, well, this is what's going to get us attention, and people say, hey, I'm going I'm to buy this game that someone hates, um, that's a sale you've just gained. <laughs> that's how it works, right? It's, it's, it's death by media it, in a lot of cases. Well, what we should do is we should say, we'll... Send us your games and we'll give positive reviews. <laughs> that's because that's better, right? <laughs> no, that's worse because it's dishonest. Okay, how about this, right? We'll review it and we'll, we'll receive review copies. And if your review doesn't, of that game doesn't come out, then we couldn't find any positives. <laughs> that's not lying. No, no. But would, we keep it positive. I would love to get pre-release copies like everyone else does, but it would be a fair detailed review on what could be what is good what could be better and you know just feedback because and that's essentially why they're giving pre-release copies to people in order to make it better for the release a digital dissection if you will we should totally call our podcast that's don't roll your eyes at me it was a good idea anyway anyway such a game there is a game that uh the beta came out on the 30th of april i believe it was released onto Steam, and it's called Last Epoch, and I'm playing it at the moment. Last Epoch? And I will be, I will be uh, putting up videos on my own channel, uh, Phantom Limb, but looks, it's an action RPG. Last Epoch. Mm -hmm. And the diversity of builds is definitely there. Um, I've gone Sentinel, uh, Void Knight for my first build, and... Give me the elevator pitch. What what is the gameplay? What's the gameplay style? Well, if you look here, okay, fire up the trailer. Let's have a look. In a world lost. Okay, no narration, please. Oh come on, dude. Uh, the, the people at home can't see this unless you put it on the. It's do it, the thing. It's. Do the thing I don't want to use a simile for it, so I won't. It's got a a branching skill tree where you pick a main class and then you pick a subclass, 
And using the passive tree, you earn extra skills. Uh, the storyline's kind of like a time traveling, trying to un-F something that happened in the past and has affected the future. Oh, so there's time travel involved. Kind of, yeah. It's not like... It's like you meet ancestors of the people you knew and you're trying to help them stop the the evil that started eons before. Any class has an attack that's just a spinning thing where they're just... Classic whirlwinds barbarian from just, just like, D2. Because people just spam that like all the time. Actually, my... My uh, Sentinel Void Knight uses that to great effect. <laughs> you like, you just put weight on the on the button on the keyboard. You go off, make yourself some coffee, come back. All the mobs dead. Pick up the loot. I, I think the drop rate is good at the moment. It's fair, um, which is always nice in an action RPG. Uh, drop rate of like legendaries and gear and stuff is seems to be kind of in a good place at the moment, um, and picking up some of the unique items. I found a pair of gloves that has a 10% chance to release a level 15 swarm of bees. Level I don't know. I have no is idea. Is that strong? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that must be, it must be fairly okay um, because if it's based on skill level, okay. <clears throat> if it's based on skill level, um, then yes, it should be. What you want is level 15 dogs that shoot level 15 bees out of their mouths. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Simpsons reference. The, obviously, enemy diversity and uh, graphics and skill. I'm sure that will all improve as time goes on because a lot and there's not a lot of sound. Um, but I have heard some commentary from a developer saying the sounds one of the last things that goes in. So in terms of uh, voice acting and so it's, it's there's no sound in it. Or it there is there is there's a lot of placeholder sound. Okay. Um, but. There's a, there's a lot of promise there. I haven't been looking. It kind of it's kind of been on a sort of radar of mine because it was. Hmm. It's been a while since it came out. Uh, since the I think the alpha came out. Okay, so let's uh, let's put this in context. Compared to, I mean, it's ARPG, so it's you know, sort of Diablo style, Path of Exile style. Am I right in thinking that it would be? Yeah. Um, how would you describe it in terms of that? Uh, is it very? Would you say it would be very similar? Is it like more story driven, more thing, less combat heavy? I mean, how close a simile? How similarly are similar are they? <laughs> simile. Does it make you simile? Makes me ill. Um, a lot of people drop the storyline, action RPGs, because. To go through it once is probably enough. Yeah. Um, the fact that games like Path of Exile, well, actually, they all make you go through it at least once. Mm. Um, and you can't, I mean, in Diablo now, Diablo 3, you can sort of circumnavigate the storyline completely <laughs> and just go into adventure mode and just level a character in adventure mode. Yeah. And it's much, I mean, once you've play through the story you don't necessarily want to see it eight times you, you don't just... need to know why you're killing demons exactly you they're just demons. want to kill demons they're demons you kill that's, them that's, that's why all... they got rid of the whole going through normal that's their job. hard their and job you know hell difficulty three times you have to play through the game three times Ouch. because it would like actively curtail the amount of experience you got how many hours is that it's it was too many hours because once you finished 
the game the first time, you could only be at level 33, 34. You could not... They would curtail the experience, <laughs> and the monsters didn't scale, so you had to move on. It yeah. was horrible. Because yeah, and the monsters was, were over-leveled for what you were. Exactly. It was, it was basically what they did in Diablo 2, another reason why Diablo 3 is better than Diablo 2. Yeah. I'm just going to say that out loud now. And Diablo Immortal would be better than Diablo 3. <laughs> <laughs> Diablo Immortal is not a Diablo game as far as I'm I have, aware. I have a it's phone. a reskin of a Korean I mobile game that currently Chinese, yes. that currently already exists. But yes, I am signed up to the beta like I'm sure millions of people who have <laughs> completely signed, hated, hated they, all the people that were ragging on it, including the guy that said, is this a joke? Who is a streamer? And... Uh, I bet you he is signed up to the Diablo Immortal. So he can have yeah, more so, negative yeah. opinions on it you, when it you comes can't, out. You can't rag on it if you don't have it on hand to say... Well, you can. You can. Yeah, but because everyone better. already has. Because no one's played it. It's, I'm, it's I'm sure it's going to be garbage. you know. But Fortnite's garbage. And loads of people play that too. Oh, controversial. Anyway, um, so yes. In terms of content versus... Uh, yeah, it's very. I've already. There's already in place an endless dungeon um, system where you can just go through a dungeon, or a, they call it a, like an area in terms of a time, so it diversifies on enemies. And then you've got your box where you can put your loot that you found, and then you go through another portal to another age where there's different things. So stuff like that's already in the game. So the the time travel aspect is just a way of. <laughs> Uh, diversifying the enemy set then. yeah it's just like no it's fine, it's fine yeah it's like something the hedgehog had s- green hill zone yeah snow area part, fire yeah. area underwater area whatever it, it, it's, it's exactly the same game tropes it's fine exactly they've just we play games we done don't, it we know what we're doing. <laughs> they've just done it in a slightly different way no that's fine if they justify it it's like well now you're going this is the lava section because and they don't to... need to create consistency between one to the other yeah yeah it's good it's good and it obviously allows them just to, uh, you know, put a lot more variety than just your, your average bunch of skeletons and demons. Although, I say that having looking at it, and we see some skeleton demons on the screen. So, um, there was that. Yeah, I, it, like, the more I play it, the more I want them to, like, put things into it already, and like, yeah. so I can get closer to the final copy. Um, how, how far away are they from actual release? I don't know. I heard a, a figure of a year, which okay. I hope it's not that long. But the the developer that I was listening to, who was talking, uh, also said that. Now I hope this is, this this kind of sold it to me on another level in terms of value for money, because um, it's not that cheap on Steam for a beta game, which I get it. You know the. Company needs funding, yeah. But to shell out like twenty seven pounds or whatever it is, is still twenty seven pounds. That's game money. That yeah, is. exactly. That's that could buy you three games on Steam, but, three good games on Steam. Let's let's put okay. Let's put, just sidetrack for a sec. Do, having played so far, have you got a fair amount of money's worth out of your gameplay? Uh, Are yeah. you satisfied with what you played with so far? Yes. But it's also perceived for what the final thing is going to be. Well, okay, let me put it this way: Have you played? Have you encountered much that would say, say that this is just 
this detracts from it being a polished game? I mean, does it feel close enough to... Ignoring, say, the, the placeholder sound stuff. But, I mean, is it very close to where it, you reckon it would be? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like 75% okay. to where it should be. Yeah. Obviously, there are fixes that need to happen. Yeah. Like, when you walk in front of things, they don't become see-through or dissolve... Oh, this in yeah, some yeah, cases yeah, it doesn't hide scenery. Yeah, yeah. so are they going to implement that? They better implement that because it's already annoyed me, and I've only been playing for a few days. <laughs> Time to fill that out way. some uh, bug reports. <laughs> yeah, um, why the stash? Why your stash fills up from the bottom and not the top when you auto-click items into your stash? It fills from the bottom. Yes. So it, it, all the empty space is at the top of the screen? Yes. That's weird. That's, like, I've never encountered that. I mean, all of these games, Diablo, Path of Exile, all of them have an annoying way of doing things. It fills in from the side. Right, but <laughs> this one has a particularly annoying way of doing it. Different, more different that it is annoying. They have to differentiate themselves from a crowded marketplace. Uh, the sort button in your inventory does jiggle things in a very odd way as well. <laughs> it is, so, it's just, it's a shuffle button. Yeah. Like your playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can press it and it, it will create no more space than it had it before. It stacks. Because items. it will stack things up and right. Sorry, okay. up and left. It will stack things up and left. Yeah. Um, but then it won't maximise the space that's left. I take it you've got objects that fit, take more than one slot and stuff, and you have to. Uh, yeah, up to I want to say eight. So you have to Tetris or your six, Tetris eight. your storage space. Exactly. Okay, that's fine. Um, and the fact, well, they just maybe they should make it a sub game, and then when you click, when you make it like a, a complete block, all your, your stuff disappears, and you get a, tet a Tetris. No. <laughs> no, I don't want my stuff to disappear. <laughs> Well, that's just why it shuffles it round and doesn't do it properly because your stuff will disappear. It's a feature, not a bug. Uh, displaying DPS as well. It's like you've got a stat sheet that has the most micromanaging stat points ever. And then right in the bottom right-hand corner, almost as an afterthought, they're like, oh, we haven't added a DPS. Let's put it in a big number arbitrarily in the bottom right-hand corner of this stat sheet. Uh, and it's not, yeah, it's it's just weird. Is, is it re to any related any relation to your actual stats? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Okay, that's that would be helpful. Yes, yeah. but there's a lot of um, there's a lot of stats that you can f get, like intelligence, strength, dex, attunement, um, vitality, <laughs> which on gear, I mean, in a similarly placed let's say ARPG you would have had by this point I'm encroaching on level 50 and you would have had items that were like giving you you know 100 to strength or 50 yeah. to strength it's all arbitrary yeah because the 100 could equal one attack point yeah so but in Last Epoch they've decided to go more on the this has got one this has got two I think the best item I found so far has got three to a stat point. Which it, it's like so legendaries are like plus five or something. Some of some of the legendaries I've found are don't even have stat points on them. That's not a good way to get people to crave the the gear 
treadmill. Um, I, I found the same, like, in terms of loot drops, me saying it was in a good place, uh, which I think it is, uh, I found the same unique pair of gloves, they call them uniques in this game, uh, four times. <laughs> That's the opposite of unique. <laughs> And while I understand drop I mean, rates of certain some items... Some of them have bad stitching, perhaps. No, no, no. <laughs> also, there's no diversity on the stat on these as of yet. Obviously, so I think that's going to come in... All the items of the same type have the same... There's no stat variance. variation. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Where on... I can see that they're going to implement it, because on rare items, if you alt, you get more detail, and it say it can waver between yeah, you know, a, a, 10 and 15 or whatever. But it just doesn't do that at the moment. Yes. Okay, on the, on the legendaries, they are carbon copies of each other. Especially the, the unique gloves are carbon copies of all the other. Yes, so there was no incentivization for me to keep. I mean, I kept one pair because it was like, I am going to create another build and these may be useful. Yeah. Uh, instead of taking them off the build I'm currently working on. So in that respect, fine, great. Have no problem with it. Okay. So, uh, looking to the future, uh, do you think that this is something you will be playing on a regular basis going forward? Uh, Once yeah. it goes live. Oh, well, I'll, be, I'll probably make at least three builds in the next couple of months. Wow. At least three. I can already think of three um, that are different enough from each other. And then... I mean, the only thing about making builds now is that there are some skills and some skill trees that are some skills on the skill trees for certain skills, if that makes any sense, <laughs> yeah. um, that aren't yet implemented because the developers haven't yeah. got that far. I heard you like skills, so we put some skills on the skills. <laughs> um, it's that old. It's that old but it's, it's, if you can imagine if you get a skill, like in, to use the example, Diablo 3. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you select the skill in, let's say, Whirlwind, you then have five runes, which will alter that Whirlwind skill in a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extra damage or element damage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Exactly. So um, this does it in a very similar way, but it doesn't give you five options. In some cases, it will give you 20. Our options are good. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, as you progress the level of that skill, so the skill itself levels up from that point, um, you can put points into these things that will alter the way it behaves. Yeah. And that's great. That creates build diversity right there. Even if you are using the same skills, you could use them in a completely different way because it, there's some skills that will... Like there's a hammer throw that I've got with the Sentinel um, and it currently returns back to me. Okay. And there's a couple of attribute trees through the skill that will mean that it doesn't return back to me. There's ones where it bounces between enemies. Sure. There's another one where it just stuns them dead and doesn't return. Yeah. I find the returning one uh, helps it... Having to retrieve... Yeah, having to go and retrieve it interrupts your well no you don't have to retrieve it it's just it's like an ethereal hammer that you throw oh you just regenerate a new one exactly okay. yeah yeah so uh but if it returns back to you it you does get... damage on the way back oh, as well yeah, return damage and if you run away from it because the hammer slows down with the more damage you put into it with a certain attribute 
You uh, can use it as a, an orbiting... You can run away from it and use it to keep hitting enemies that are following you. Bit game-breaking in some respects, but it's not strong enough to break the game. It's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> exactly. And then you've Please got... don't patch it up. Please don't patch it up. <laughs> and then you've got another version of the hammer where it rotates around you, uh, getting further away from you in a similar style to Diablo 2's Paladin, mm. where his little hammer would uh, spin around in concentric circles, ever getting away from you. And do damage to a wider audience, shall we call it? Yeah, that. so if you surround yourself, then you can just maximise your damage. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. I mean, it's got it's got takes on other skills that you'll go, oh, that's a shield bash, or a hammer throw, or a whirlwind. But then they take it into a different place with the amount of skills you can modify, modify that yeah, skill yeah. with. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's where build diversity really goes crazy. And then the passive tree... Uh, once you select a character you've got four passive trees hmm. in order to put points into which can then change the character again okay no, it sounds like it's got a, a lot of variety and obviously variety is important because uh, if they want to keep people well nice if they want to keep people in the game they've got to make give people reason to play other than just a sword that's a slightly different colour and with extra numbers on them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the the effects I don't dislike. Some of them are great. Um, I can see some of them need work, but it's it's just come out beta. Yeah, yeah. I hope... Um, still early days, and if it's a year away, uh, there's a lot can still change. But fill out your bug reports and... Uh, Help them craft the best game they can they can do. Turn to bring it on mobile. Ugh. Diablo Immortal needs Ugh. needs uh, competition. Ugh. You know that's become a meme now. What is? Uh, that's not coming out on mobile. Yes, I, I saw. I've seen that a couple of times, and it's like, yeah, but it was funny the first time. And was it funny though? Well, funny in the sense that you just go, oh yeah, Diablo Immortal. So the game you're the company of the game you're aping. Is has has stagnated with ideas, and are for some whatever reason releasing a version of a game that they're reskinning on mobile, and you're taking the opportunity after stealing all their ideas to jump on the bandwagon and chat shit about them. Good times. Publicity, you know, <laughs> grab, grab the money because negativity equals publicity. Awesome. When, when Diablo Immortal comes along, it will, despite the haters, it will rake in millions of players purely on brand name alone. Yep. Um, and these other pretenders will get swept aside if they don't have a solid, ba- you know, a solid base. So if they don't have enough to keep people in and say, "I'm going to play this instead," they're going to find themselves going, "Well, we're not on mobile, but perhaps we should be because." We 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 don't we've got like half a million concurrent players and they've got five million concurrent players and their players can play when they're outside and our players have to come home and be in front of a computer to do so. Yeah, but I mean it's 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 like all nobody can say that Blizzard games aren't playable. No, of course. You, and you, you don't get that big without the best knowing iter- what you're doing at some it, point. Exactly. The best iteration of an action RPG 
so far has been made by Blizzard twice. So Diablo 2 and 3? Yes. Okay. So in the old world, Diablo 2 was the best iteration of it. Yeah. It it had problems, and people that say it's still the best action RPG are wrong. It's their opinion. But technically, and in every respect, Diablo 3 is an upgrade. Mm. Um, but... Um, other games have done things like Path of Exile with their skill gems, have done things that are fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, some technical aspects of Path of Exile, I prefer uh, to say that I do not like them and I don't like their pathing, I don't like the way the characters move, I don't like uh, action buffer states when you're pressing buttons. It's just not great. Well, that's it. And I play, I've played it enough to know. If you, you don't do it properly, someone the next competitor will come along and uh, take your good ideas and improve on those. So just hope that... Uh, well, I hope Last too. Epoch is that next. It's the next evolution in it because the gameplay so far has been like... Borderline, it's been better than a lot of them yeah. in terms of pretenders to the throne, shall we call them. Sure. Um, and it can only get better, hopefully. I want to say that tentatively. Mm. But it can only get better. If they, like they've got a strong base. Yeah. So they just fix those little annoyances and Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not even saying all the annoyances, but that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yes. But that's yeah. Okay. Last Epoch. Uh this podcast was brought to you by Last Epoch. Uh, it wasn't, but available on uh, early access. <laughs> so uh, it wasn't, but you, yeah. Well, I was going to say, please send us a review copy, but you, I've already bought one. Phantom's already bought one. I'm happy so. to buy one if it's going somewhere. Phantom's already bought one. It's and actually it actually trumped me buying um, and I'm Warhammer Chaos Bane because I was gonna buy that. Sure, but this trumped me because the skill tree. And what I saw and what I heard from the developer Very um, trumped me getting that. And that probably, I will probably get it, but it will be a much later date. Yeah. And he also did say something that was like, okay, this is money invested rather than money thrown away. That <laughs> We're going to take your money and throw it away. That there will be, uh, every DLC will be free. Ooh. for the game so it, that's essentially what Path of Exile has done because it's a free to play model yeah, yeah but every DLC will be free and this isn't a free to play model there is no there's no play to win there's no micro, pay to micro win transactions there, there may be but it will be cosmetic only okay which I have no problem with I'm just not going to put my money there yeah no it's fine okay so yes okay so they've got additional revenue they would have additional revenue beyond initial purchase sure but it won't be pay to win so um, that's a good way to do things yeah I mean I think if I remember correctly also there's going to be he said there was going to be a trading auction house and that's not real world money it'll be just in game currency it'll just yeah just in game currency so trading will be open yeah which on Diablo 3 they went from 
being so open it broke the game and made everybody hate it yeah. to you have to be playing with the person at the time when the item drops in order for them to have a window to trade with that only lasts a couple of hours. Uh, oh my God, what have you done to this game? Well, that's it. We, we discussed this in our, our previous podcasts. So everybody's solo self-found. Yay! Because we had so many. Uh, but uh, I read an article that how someone... meant. Actually, no, it was, it was in a... It was called Path of Exile. The, 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 one of the developers that gave a, a talk on, uh, on their game and you know their, their models and stuff. And he mentioned how... Um, adding trading for your items gives them more value just in terms of how they are perceived it's not just a oh I've got a shiny sword plus five you know mm. it, it's either good or it's not it is I have a something it has value because while I may not need it someone else may need it sure. and I can trade with them sure. um, and that's that gives value to the items you, you think as opposed to just just you know, mindless numbers that you, you pick up and you either discard. Um, it, it, it sort of helps improve the game. Um, so that, you know, people... He, he said this in the talk, you know, other companies should be doing this. Um, and he mentioned that Diablo um, did not do it well. And obviously you covered that. Uh, they, complete, they completely foobarred it and nerfed it to the point where it's just... It's a non-feature, essentially. Uh, but Diablo Immortal... Uh, we'll hopefully have it. This podcast is brought to you by Diablo Immortal. Uh, download it now. <laughs> uh, and when I say now, I mean when it comes out. In three six years. Not, not now, because it's not available now as of the time of the recording. It's, it's weird. Uh, I read an article. Well, I didn't read an article. I read a headline to an article because <laughs> mostly reading articles is pointless. It was a very long headline. Um, that Blizzard aren't going to be at Gamescom this year. So whatever they are pre whatever they're going to announce or pre-announce to release uh, will happen at BlizzCon and I think they've started selling tickets to BlizzCon but that's it why if you're going to have a major release why dilute it why dilute it by having it at someone else's conference when if you've got your own um, a lot of the camera manufacturers they, they don't release it uh, what's it called um, not photo what's the what's the what's the, uh, the annual photo what the at, in Birmingham, in, in, in Barcelona, the one. Uh, anyway, they, they when they release new cameras, they just do it at their own press events because they can maximize publicity. Where you're not sharing it with some other company releasing a product and saying, you know, stealing your. Yeah, thunder. it's just like uh, all the companies that decide to do their own E3 pre E3 show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nintendo and yeah, Sega, and, yeah, yeah, EA and stuff. Uh, it just makes more sense for you to get it out on your sort of grandstanding platform because then you get to choose how long and what you say yeah. and, you know, you're not being allocated time. Plus, the, the press are focused on you and not 50 other games that are coming that have been announced in the same time period. Also, even if they do announce uh, a sequel to Diablo 3 that isn't called Diablo Immortal, because that's not a sequel, um, even if they do announce a sequel... It's not like it's going to come out in March. Yeah, it's going to because it, they're well, they're working on it. They haven't even, you know, shown previews, so it's probably two, three years away anyway. Exactly. They, the they development were, cycle of uh, Diablo three was seven years or some crazy. Plus, they want to maximize Diablo ness with the the two and three peaks and troughs. So they're going to give it at least 
two years after the release of Immortal. So as it starts, its numbers start dipping, you release four, and then people go, oh, let's go to four. And then you get that wave again of all the new subscribers, people saying, hey, this is actual Diablo. And then Diablo Immortal 2 comes out. Although, since Diablo Immortal is set between two and three? No idea. It's set between two and three. Um, I'm telling you this because I know more about it than you do. <laughs> um, having a sequel would be weird because it it's, leads into Diablo 3. So Diablo 3 is its sequel. <laughs> yeah, I, I would really... I mean, this is just... But I suppose they could have one between uh, three and four then. Bridging... No. The... No. What do you mean no? Yes. No. They should, like, I just as from a st- fan standpoint... Have a separate universe. I would love them to, as they did with the Necromancer, which I thought was a great character, uh, just put in the other fan favourite that everybody wanted, which was the Druid. Okay. Because it was kind of like a 50-50 split. I think probably the Necromancer won out uh, of what character they wanted to add mm. in the next sort of character expansion. It wasn't really an expansion because it sort of brought a couple of new zones uh, and the character and obviously it's accompanying skills and armour and uniques and whatever. Um, But as an interim between the end of the life cycle of D3 and despite people saying that that has already happened, it hasn't, um, and uh, what ever Diablo 4 is because at one point Diablo 3 was going to be a third person game it's a third person isn't it no no third person behind the behind the person oh anyway um, that's weird yeah so yeah whatever Diablo 4 is if there is a Diablo 4 and not a completely new IP then great but as a sort of fan service they could release I mean, obviously, it's a lot of work, but they could release the Druid. Mm. I think if they were going to do that, they would want one of their competitors to have done it first and say, hey, check it out, we're different from Diablo. We've got over-the-shoulder, you know, thing. And then but there's a million games like that. I know, but you want a successful one. There's a million games like that. Yes, but a million, it doesn't miss... It, it's ones where you say, I can name them. They should reskin Crackdown 3... And call it Diablo 4. (laughs) Crackdown 3, by the way, was in development for I don't even know how long. And uh, the game is like a PlayStation... It looks like a PlayStation 2 game, plays like a PlayStation 2 game. I think they they, 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 they said... pure garbage. They said, we've got this thing and we really want to be rid of it at this point, so we're just going to push it out the door. So weird. It's like they paid... Terry Crews all the money that went into instead of putting it into the development of the game. We're going to ride this out by putting a celebrity in it. You, you know you've got problems. Right? <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're saying, well, we need Terry Crews to save our development because... Because uh, the game sucks the many... But the question is, is, how good is he at C++? That's what we want to know. Right. I don't think that matters, but right. They could explain the state of the game. Yeah, it just looks awful. It, it looks awful. It looks awful. Well, I think uh, that about sums it up. So, uh, in terms of Sonic the Hedgehog, I give it five thumbs up. <laughs> um, Out of how many it's, thumbs? It's a must-see. <laughs> <laughs> even, if even if, if it, your IQ is below 
17. Excuse me. <laughs> it looks to be hilarious. Uh, hopefully that the... Uh, if you don't know what that means, check out Average IQ. Even though IQ is stupid and don't do it. Let's, let's not get into the... Well, that's just the IQ podcast. We, we're covering that tomorrow. Tune in for the IQ podcast. Um, hopefully the director changes will they, they will... they will change it so it becomes something that's just not a figure of hate. But uh, who knows? With I, I, human teeth. A figure of hate with human teeth. Human teeth. Flash up human teeth on the screen just to <laughs> appall everyone. Um I, I plan on watching it, not in the cinema. Um, I'm going to watch Pic- uh, Detective Pikachu in the cinema instead because that's more... I'm a Pikachu kind of guy. Um, but still, it looks to be good. I will watch it when it comes on television and I'm not doing anything important. Anything important. Uh, and what better endorsement can you say than that? Any closing thoughts from you, Mr. Lim? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> 